episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. Grant talks some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, and not just any fantasy. Oh, that's right, because today we are talking about books to read after the one and only Mistborn Trilogy by Brandon Sanderson, a continuation of our recommendation series. It's funny that you say the one and only Mistborn Trilogy when there are two <laughs> Mistborn Trilogies. <laughs> <laughs> That's There's true. Era 1 and Era 2. Yes, but the the, the one and only Era 1 Mistborn Trilogy right. by Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> that's exactly right right. we had a lot of fun with the you know we had so much fun with the um books to read after the king killer chronicles where we had turned that over to some of folks that we chat with on social media we got some great recommendations there and we were like we gotta do that again so for the past couple weeks we've been cooking up this one reaching out getting recommendations and i think we have a pretty nice list here of books to read if you had read the mistborn trilogy era one by brandon sanderson and you really liked it and you're like now what i, I want to read something else that you know help me continue going on this path that i've started with mistborn so that's why we're here today we're here to lead you in the right direction. So with no further ado, Charles, shall we jump into our first recommendation? This is one that it comes from you. Obviously, we'll get into all these different ones that came from people who answered our social media call, and we'll give you all shout-outs because we appreciate everyone who bother to come in and comment and interact with us and and help us make this a more complete episode but yes charles when for a long time now even way back in maybe our first friends pitching fantasy Mm -hmm. ever you were talking about this series as one that makes sense as a next step for readers of Mistborn. That's very true. Back in our first ever Friends Pitching Fantasy, this was one of the series, one of the three series that I had pitched to you, Dylan. And I pitched it for two reasons. One, it falls under that umbrella of grim, dark, modern fantasy that I know you particularly enjoy and two it seemed like a really great segue from Mistborn and that is the Night Angel trilogy by Brent Weeks and when I say it's a nice um, like segue or transition it's because they're they're surprisingly similar in a lot of ways but they have they're both have their unique identity they're they have a very similar like beginning to their story it opens with an orphan who's in an unsavory criminal ring And he gets thrust into the limelight to become, quote, the avatar of retribution known as the Night Angel. So a story pretty similar to the one that we've heard in Mistborn with with our main character, Vin, who grows up in a thieving crew as an orphan and gets thrown into this world of magic and intrigue and, and such. So that's a really strong case for that. I will also say that there's the magic system is a hard magic system, very similar to Mistborn, which is a huge reason people recommend Mistborn in the first place. I mean, in this one, you have all these different categories of Kakari and of mages and all these other things, and you can really get into it, and it's really you know developed and fleshed out. So if you liked Mistborn for those reasons, which a lot of people do, you'll find it in the Night Angel trilogy as well. Uh, the only thing I would say, as a little side note here, is that Night Angel trilogy takes violence and sexual violence a very strong step forward from Mistborn. So if you thought Mistborn was violent and that turned you off, then I don't necessarily recommend this one because it is that next level. But if you're comfortable with reading that kind of violence, then this is a great option to read after Mistborn. Well said, Charles. I've been... This is... I think I called it in our last recommendations episode. One of my great shames as a reader of modern fantasy is I've yet to read anything by 
Brent Weeks. I hear incredible things, and he's about as high up as you can get on the TBR without being on our reading schedule. And yeah, I mean, I think everything you just said makes a lot of sense. Obviously, a hard magic system is one of the things that is most noteworthy about Mistborn. We've talked about that before. And I I really want to get into this. If it weren't for you pitching it against Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, we, we might have already. But we have, uh, uh, we have other people bringing up Brent Weeks' work too. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of folks mentioned Brent Weeks across different platforms. We had uh, Lightbringer come up a lot Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people feel like that's brent weeks's best work i don't think you've gotten around to that one yet charles no i've not read lightbringer yet and i think that's what's kind of happened like since i've read night angel trilogy lightbringer has come out and it's pretty much universally depicted as Brent Week's best work. So you don't see Night Angel Trilogy getting recommended as much these days. And I think that's only because Lightbringer just became like super popular and stands out as the go-to uh, Brent Week's recommendation. So it doesn't surprise me at all that Lightbringer came up several times uh, on social media here. Yeah. I thought we'd be getting a lot of Brent Weeks and Lightbringer definitely got more attention. Brought up by our buddy David S. That's at Book Meanderings. Brought up by Phantology. I mean, good old Phantology. Love them. Our friends, yeah, our friends over at Phantology. That's at Phantology underscore books. I, I. Gotta make sure I got that right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then also came from someone named Serhat at S-E-R-T-A-O-Z. Sertoaz? Serteos? Sorry if I'm mispronouncing anything. And uh, also we got uh, Levi Jacobs, who's an author, a former finalist in Mark Lawrence's self-published fancy book off, uh, who sent us an email that included Brent Weeks as his primary recommendation. And he mentioned that Sanderson said that Weeks would be the person to finish his series if it if for any reason mm. he needed someone to finish his series for him. Yeah, that so sounds like a question. You know, Sanderson takes questions all the time. That sounds like something a fan would ask. And I'm, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. If if you read like Mistborn and the Night Angel trilogy back to back, it's not too surprising. I think Brent Weeks would do a good a good job picking up a Sanderson series for sure. Right. And as Levi mentioned, I think, though, it's... <laughs> Sanderson's not the most likely person we'd ever think would need someone else to finish <laughs> his series for him. Right. Uh, those are kind of the least of my he worries. He usually like, finishes um, other people's works, not the other way right. around. <laughs> exactly. But Brent Weeks sounds like a great choice, whether it's Lightbringer or the Night Angel trilogy. Hard to go wrong there. Very true. Uh, this next trilogy that we're going to bring up is one I have not read, but it was recommended a bunch of times. And Dylan, I know you have um, a lot of experience with this trilogy as well. So I'm going to hand it off to you to bring this one home for us. Yeah, this is a Powder Mage trilogy by Brian McClellan. It came up a lot, brought up by Calvin Park, who was a hero of this. With my, <laughs> he more followers than us and retweeted this asking for Rex. That's at Park 2005 Thank you, Calvin. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we do appreciate it. And also came up as a recommendation provided by Phantology and by David S., who we mentioned earlier. So some heavy hitters coming in and saying, check out the Powder Mage trilogy by Brian McClellan. I will definitely back that up. It was one of the first that I thought of as well. It has an awesome hard magic system going for it, which basically revolves around snorting powder and being (laughs) able to alter course of bullets and things like that. So it's 
really interesting to watch that play out. Uh, it's also got some aspects where the, the people who use that hard, ma- hard magic system end up in fights against people who use a softer, more old school feeling magic system. So it's like a new school versus old school <laughs> feel to it. Right. And Brian McClellan also has is a student of Sanderson. That's right. And he's taken Sanderson's class on how to write multiple times, I believe. <laughs> and Sanderson thought his work improved, McClellan's work improved a lot <laughs> from one year to the next from interviews that I've heard. So I, yeah. So I think it makes sense why Brian McClellan would be a natural fit, his work for Mistborn fans and, you can't go wrong with the Powder Mage trilogy. That's great to hear. And it makes sense. I mean, you can do very you, very little improvement you can make to recommend a student of Sanderson, you know, except for maybe one recommendation, and that's more work from Sanderson himself. You know, I think it would make sense that if you liked Mistborn, you would like anything else from Sanderson's uh, prolific back catalog of novels and series and and, and other works. Um, I had two that came to mind uh, for me, and they're both books that you know both of us have read. So feel free to chime in. Uh, but the first one would be Warbreaker. Um, that's a standalone fantasy novel by Brandon Sanderson, and you know it's. I think that's always good to recommend someone that doesn't have this huge reading commitment. You know, it's not like oh you have to read seven books. It's like you you can read one, and it moves quickly because you know the. Again, like Sanderson, one of his strongest um, strengths as a writer is his uh, plotting. And the plotting here is really great. It reads almost like a mystery and it keeps you turning the page. And that is always a rewarding uh, reading experience worthy of the, quote, Sanderlanch, which is when Sanderson wraps everything up in this really exciting uh, page turning way. And I think Warbreaker lives up to that. Um, Also, when he's making his characters you get some very interesting characters in here as well i always like to say he uses opposites to create characters like a god (laughs) that doesn't believe in himself or that has a um is going through an identity crisis you know things like that he's always crafting these dualities and characters and that exist in mistborn also exist uh very strongly in warbreaker as well so you couldn't go wrong picking up warbreaker after after mistborn definitely not charles that's a great pick I, I think a lot of people brought up the idea of okay if you really like sanderson there's a whole lot more sanderson out there <laughs> right. for you to read and mistborn has always been almost the what, what were they called it's like the litmus test for which kind of books you might enjoy for us like in fantasy sure. next mm-hmm. right it's one of our gateway fantasy books and we think that if you like Mistborn, then once we know what kind of things you like, we have a good idea where to send you next. I think Warbreaker, it, just about anyone who likes Mistborn would probably like that one. But there's a couple other Sanderson uh, novels and series that came up. One is, of course, the Stormlight Archive. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> these are... These have risen Brandon Sanderson to number one New York Times best-selling author. Yes, uh, there's not a lot we could say in brief about Stormlight that hasn't been said in many other places already. But if first, if you haven't heard a lot about it yet, then Stormlight Archives, basically Sanderson's big sprawling epic fantasy of huge proportions. So turn up the epic aspects up to 11 over here many different point of views while Mistborn's a little bit more focused uh, I mean obviously a lot going on in many point of view characters but uh, no one takes center stage of Stormlight to the same extent that Vin takes center stage in Mm -hmm. Mistborn yeah Um, so this one Stormlight came up as one of at the underscore lady underscore mayor I think it is maybe like the mayor in uh, in the wise man's fear yeah um, so they brought up Stormlight Archives and want to give credit for that. That was on Instagram. Nice. And also on Instagram, at Wicked Quixotic brought up the Era 2 
novels of Mistborn. Very and logical next we're step. Thinking, <laughs> right. And uh, they called it uh, kind of the natural trajectory. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Start with Very Alloy true. of Law. It's the Wax and Wayne book. So if you want to go, Charles and I can't really speak much to Mistborn Era 2 ourselves. But of course, if you like Mistborn Era 1, go to Mistborn Era 2. That's makes sense. And apparently, I, I want to get into spoilers about anything, not even Mistborn, but some some things carry over even if it's a whole different era. And uh, I'll say Wikikiak also brought up uh, Name of the Wind, but uh, I don't think we'll get into that one in detail. You want to know about that? We've got plenty of other episodes for you. <laughs> yes, definitely read it. Uh, but <laughs> in terms of recommendations, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the natural progression. I haven't read it, though, for whatever reason. I guess... Um, I've just wanted to read more Sanderson stuff and take in other authors as well. So I've, I've kind of, in my short, like whatever I can put on my TBR list, I'm trying to diversify as much as possible. Um, but that's definitely on the list. I'd love to read all of Sanderson stuff. Everything I've read by him has been rewarding. And of course, maybe one of the biggest gaps in my you know reading list is the stormlight archives i mean that's the one that people are recommending and i think rightfully so it's super trendy the most recent book just came out it's by far sanderson's most popular work so it's like the sanderson book to recommend especially if you want to be current and relevant which i think is pretty important like warbreaker was something that sanderson kind of wrote in his downtime and i think he released it like for free on his website for people to download and read to like promote his other stuff so um they're totally different levels of like prestige but i'd say you know they both live up to like sanderson's writing style and and I'm more. I'm super excited to read um, to read Stormlight Archives. I would just say, you know, you're committing to super hefty yeah. books and a long series that is not finished and is going to go on for a very long time. Whereas Warbreakers, a uh, standalone book, great page turner. You know, great to bring if you have like a week long vacation somewhere. Just that's a great one to pack in your suitcase. Where Stormlight would be as well, but you got you're going to be in it for the long haul for sure. And some people just aren't into well, that, same. you know, that turns some people away. Yeah. I mean, being able to read the Mistborn trilogy doesn't mean that you're necessarily up for these gigantic epics that you get from right. Sarah. But Especially if you write it as a gateway, a of... which is how we always recommend it. It might be yeah. a little, like, you know, ambitious to go straight into a humongous series, but maybe not. I mean, that's also what brings people up to fantasy is that they can read these epic fantasy series. Yeah. So I mean, part of me does weird. want to say it's number one New York Times bestseller oh, yeah, lately. So sure. it's obviously accessible to lots of folks. So yeah, don't want to turn, <laughs> make anyone think that it won't be no. for them. You just got to know what you're yeah, up yeah, you got yeah. What kind of reader you are. Like I know people that, would rather read something less committal and people that are looking for something to really sink their teeth into. And there's options for both of you out there. So no worries. Well, one option, Charles, Mm -hmm. for people looking for something a little bit short while staying on this Sanderson train that we're on right here Mm -hmm. is uh, Emperor's Soul. It's a novella, so you can crank through this way quicker, way more focused (laughs) than pretty much anything else we've mentioned by Sanderson here. And it does have an interesting hard magic system. So I think there'd be a lot for folks to check out there. And if you do check it out, we have an awesome uh, collab with Phantology where we talked about this on our podcast. So that's right. Uh, yeah. That's a really Two fun, up for that really one. fun. I mean, you could read it in a couple hours. It's that short. And yeah. after you read it, definitely check out our episode with Phantology. Those guys brought a lot of really good insight about the Cosmere into that episode, so which is Sanderson's world that he writes in. So definitely check that out. And you got nothing to lose with Emperor Soul. It's really, really good. And I, I think we're ready to move on from Sanderson himself now, Dylan. I don't know about you. I think so, yeah. Well, one that we absolutely love on this podcast, and uh, we had Beth Tabler, that's at Beth Tabler on Twitter, uh, point us in the direction of Monstrous by Marjorie Liu and Sana Takeda, which is a comic series that, you know, it didn't come to my mind super 
quickly necessarily as something that would be the next step I would tell people to go toward if they really liked Mistborn Era 1. But we're kind of in the thick of things with this comic series right now, and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it a lot. And I couldn't help but start drawing some parallels. And it's just an awesome comic series, so I want to get it out there whenever I can. Uh, There's these elements of uh, trust and hope that are themes in Mistborn Mm -hmm. that also play a big role in the themes of Monstrous. Uh, We've got a strong, young, uh, like teenage female protagonist in an extremely dark world in Monstrous. And I think fans of Mistborn will be familiar with a character uh, that's meeting those criteria. I'll say also in Mistborn, though, the the world is extremely dark and dreary in Mistborn. uh, The characters, for the most part, don't feel that way. And that's something that monstrous, the the world is darker and so are the characters than Mistborn. But we still have this contrast where the world of monstrous feels darker than the characters of monstrous do. And that's something we've talked a ton about here, Charles. And along those lines, like I said, everything is... There's a there's a big range in Monstrous when it comes to characters and how dark they are because there are some really yeah. heroic folks too. But I, I will say, uh, generally, everything is darker in Monstrous than it is in Mistborn. And because of that, I do want to give kind of similar warning to one you gave earlier, Charles, where you got to be in for some darker content and more cursing and just messed up things happening if you're yeah violence monstrous. body horror like even to another level than mistborn which did have body For horror sure. in it like uh, mistborn is is i mean uh uh monstrous is next level from from mistborn as well so yeah monstrous is an interest interesting recommendation uh honestly it never even crossed my mind until i sat down and looked at the uh, episode notes and saw that you added it and i was like yeah why not because we've recorded volume one and volume two of monstrous and we've brought up mistborn both times so uh, that's not a coincidence i think what what caused us to bring up mistborn both times was what we're talking about of these elements of trust and hope in a world that's super dark and like hard to believe hope would exist in in this kind of world and that's very much what mistborn is about its ability to remain hopeful while also being in a really hopeless setting. So that is a very great comparison there. And I think anyone looking for an epic fantasy story would, could not go wrong with monstrous. It's a a super interesting read and the illustrations take it to the next level. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Uh, If any of this sounded interesting to you, then definitely go check out volume one and listen to our episodes on it as well. Yeah. For sure. Well, shall we get into another series that I was thinking about and had a lot of people talk about as well, which is Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo. And this this actually has a TV show coming up based on this oh. and another book by the same author, I think coming to Netflix. So maybe something that we can watch down the, the line. And uh, this book came to us from Tales from the Waystone at Waystone Pod, our buddies over there. And then uh, at the Lady Mare, who I mentioned earlier, also brought this one up. This is a, a young adult book. And I think I was not a young adult when I read it, not by the standards of <laughs> what they typically consider a young adult with a the genre uh but i really enjoyed it and had a great time with it it's got this thieving crew full of young vibrant protagonists each with their own skill set and of course when you've got a thieving crew it's not surprising to see that there are heist elements that go on in this it's it's a fun book and i think Lots of fans of Mistborn Era 1, especially if you liked that sort of thieving crew and dynamics Mm. and heists in a fantasy world, you're going to have a good time with Mm. Six of Crows. 
Yeah, it sounds exciting. I didn't know it was going to be a Netflix show. That only adds to the the intrigue for me. Just toss that onto the pile of <laughs> my, my DBR. Six of Crows. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this next series, Dylan... <laughs> <laughs> this this next series uh, you gotta you gotta bring it in <laughs> well this next series is the lies of Locke Lamora by scott lynch and we've said before it's maybe the book we've talked most about that we've never actually covered on the show it's, in terms of done an episode yeah, it's definitely the book this. i've talked most about without having read a single word from it so. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a, an interesting ride on the show with uh, lives of black lamora and scott lynch i mean it's came up on the last recommendations for king killer and here it is again for Mistborn, recommended by you dylan and our friends at phantology as well as a few others um i'm going to try and say this wicked chaotic q-u-i-x-o-t-i-c it's chaotic it's like don quixote ah, gotcha. is where that word originates and from. again at the lady mayor the underscore lady underscore mayor so thank you guys for the recommendation uh just another excuse for dylan to bring up <laughs> lies of black lamora <laughs> by scott lynch Right. I mean, I feel I'm going to say the same things that I've said so many times, but maybe this is your first episode of the podcast. So I'll talk about how this book has uh, one of the best relationships you're going to see in any fantasy novel, I, I think, ever between Jean and Locke, the titular character. And I think the dialogue is really awesome the stuff that makes it a good fit for mistborn fans are again those thieving crew and heist elements really the thieving crew and those dynamics are huge in this book and this series and i mean other than saying that again you're gonna want to have a heads up that there's more adult content in this book lots of cursing Compared to Mistborn, I mean, what what more do we yeah. have to say? And Dylan, I, you've read I mean, this book, so, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ask you. Um, but I imagine that fans of Kelsier in particular would yes. enjoy Lies of Locke Lamora quite a bit. Yes, fans of Kelsier, because Kelsier does have those roguish elements and dropping those quips and stuff like mm. that, and. They're going to be way more adult-rated, the quips that you're going to get from <laughs> from Locke and the crew. But yeah, you you like Kelsier a lot. I have a feeling you're going to like Locke quite a bit and the rest of the gang. I'll also say, Charles, now that you bring it up, you know, we just did that Mentors episode and I brought up that Father Chains is a mentor that we didn't, we didn't really discuss in detail because right. I won't wait until we both have read the books. Uh, but... If you like some of these mentorship aspects of Kelsier as a mentor to Vin and Mistborn, you might like how Father Chains mentors the thieving crew in Lock in Lies Lockmore and, and Gentleman Bastard mm, in general. I can imagine so. it would be quite untraditional, <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> Very little, I think, is traditional about the way Scott Lynch writes in the Lies of Lock Lamora. Awesome. So. so the next recommendation here comes again from Tales from the Waystone, so you know it's going to be good, at Waystone Pod. And this is Paper Girls, a graphic novel series by Brian K. Vaughn, which is to my um, shame, I have not read this yet. Brian K. Vaughan is one of my favorite just authors of all time, and I've read a lot of his other works. I've read Why the Last Man, and I've read Saga, and I love them both, so it doesn't surprise me that Paper Girls is awesome. Um, Tales from the Waystone also says, um, quote, one of my top recs for fans of Stranger Things and sci-fi, which um, that piques my interest you know i'm a big sci-fi fan and i enjoyed stranger things uh especially the first season so i mean i'm i'm gonna read paper girls for, for soon it's just inevitable and i'm excited to read it um but um, i'm curious to see how it um how it translates to fans of um misborn though i haven't read it so i couldn't say for certain yeah me too i mean when we get something wrecked to us by Tales from the Waystone, you know, it's a question of when, not 
whether or not <laughs> we'll we'll get around to Paper Girls for sure. Yeah, I do own Volume One. Actually, it's somewhere in my collection of stuff to be read. So, yeah, it, it will be read. M- maybe it can be one on the short list for the next graphic novel that series that we pick up. Yeah, well, I let them know. I was like, I started texting you about Paper Girls when Tales from the Waystone was recommending it and then you're like oh yeah i own that already and i was like how did i get left behind <laughs> it's, it's relatively new I, I i think it came out like okay. once after the hiatus of um of saga oh, or very close really? around the hiatus of saga wow. so it's very new or not very it's been out for a couple of years now but it's Still. it's one of the newer ongoing works from brian k vaughn and um you know you I just love him as an author, so I'm. It's I immediately I like I have the first volume because I'm like, oh, I'm definitely gonna read that. <laughs> it's just like on my to do list to to get it done. But yeah, so it's pretty current, which is hmm. um another reason why it's a. It's always good to recommend something current and ongoing. Well, we'll definitely get around to it. Saga has our some of our favorite characters. Hard yes. stop. Yeah, Saga is fantastic. It's my like top five favorite works of fiction ever, probably. So yeah, paper. Just when you said Paper Girls, I got I got excited. So <laughs> always happy to always happy to talk Brian Kavon. Cool. Well, we have a bunch more wrecks from folks that fall into more of this category of stuff that we know to various degrees but haven't read ourselves that we gotta or actually a few of these that we'll get into we maybe at least one of us has read Mm -hmm. but for the most part from here on out we'll kind of be going more by the person who recommended it and reading what they had to say and adding what we can uh, rather than having these fleshed out discussions about the the books because we haven't read a lot of them Yep, absolutely. So we're always happy to bring them up, especially because people want another way to recommend them, but we have not Mm -hmm. read them. So that's just a little caveat. Or, yeah, or they didn't come up. A few of them, too, will be more. They didn't come up for us Mm -hmm. when we were thinking about stuff to recommend. So we've got our buddy David S., who is at Book Meanderings, as we've said, Mentioned Powder Mage uh, trilogy, as we said, Lightbringer and that kind of stuff, but also brought up the Raira revelations and Raira Chronicles by Michael J. Sullivan. And he's a really fun fantasy adventures. And that's one that actually, Charles, more falls into category if we both have yes. read. It just wasn't one that came up for us immediately. Yes, uh, that's true. We both read this one. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought Royce and Adrian are a great duo. Um, Adrian, I believe. A- Adrian. With an H. Adrian, yeah. But I don't know. I thought the H was silent. But the two of them together. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, silent H. Yeah. So you can have a silent anything. <laughs> uh, At the start. <laughs> <laughs> like Django where the D is silent, you know, Adrian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah, they're a great duo. Very strong Kelsier vibes from them. Um yeah, and uh, it's a really fun fantasy adventure. There's twists, there's turns, there's fun plotting, and it's it, it's a fun read overall. I I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend that book. Um, in terms of like parallels to Mistborn, maybe this kind of bantery aspect of some of the characters and the dialogue and the charm of some of the characters that invokes like Kelsier vibes. I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, that's. That's what started to come up for me. I think it's also more of this hopeful type of fantasy, I guess, that I associate with with Sanderson or like more wholesome also. Yeah. I, that's kind of what comes up for me. Michael J. Sullivan initially wrote these for his daughter, I think, and she was young enough then where he didn't want to make it i don't know if this was motivation (laughs) but he wasn't gonna make it like some grim dark fantasy tale and i think that that's kind of misborn though it has some of the violence and things like that it always feels hopeful and always feels more wholesome than 
a lot of the other right. work that I and know you and I yeah. cover and really enjoy. Yeah, that's an important distinction to make because I feel like since Game of Thrones, like it's been pretty in vogue in fantasy to be more grimdark and more depressing and more subversive. And that's kind of the direction that a lot of popular authors have taken. And meanwhile, there's all these like best-selling authors like Brandon Sanderson who has written these series that are hopeful and that still play into the epicness in fantasy, but also still read and feel very modern in terms of their characterization and their dialogue and, and things like that. So I think including Michael J. Sullivan in that team, it's like, hey, if you like that kind of fantasy, you know, you still want to keep it adventurous and epic and and fun, then Raiura Chronicles is a and Raiura Revelations is a really fun, fun read. Just like Mistborn is. Yeah, you know what else, Charles? I feel like we get a really good job from Michael J. Sullivan of wrapping everything up mm. with a bow at the end. Yes. Like I remember feeling like the Raiura Revelations has a very strong conclusion where you're like, oh, he asked all of these questions and he answered all of them yeah. in a that's way that actually is very fair yeah and that's very uh, that's Mistborn, something very misborn very sanderson of like yeah. um everything has a payoff you feel at the reading experience is always a very complete one and i right. think that's a very well said comparison to michael j sullivan because the right revelations does have that same experience when you're reading it of like this is the end everything is complete we're all good. What's the next book? <laughs> you know, so it's like, which is for me super important. I love that in the book, you know, so that's a great, that's a great point to bring up. Yeah. Well, awesome wreck from David S. Then even if it didn't come to mind for us at first. Mm. And I think that he, so he also brought up Cradle by Will White. I've read the first book of the Traveler's Gate trilogy by Will White and David S. wrote about Cradle, great magic slash fights. I think that's pretty true of Traveler's Gate, which I read as well. I think if you're into these progression fantasy elements mm. of uh, of Mistborn, obviously you watch characters grow and get better at the things that they do and fighting and that kind of stuff, then I would bet Cradle would be a good fit. But again, haven't read that one. And then David S. also brought up Foundry Side by Robert Jackson Bennett. This came up a bunch. Hmm. And David S. said, cool magic to describe Foundry Side. And, you know, magic system is something that we always associate with Mistborn, those hard magic systems especially. And then this Foundry Side book was brought up by uh, at Otaku Reads and at KZoo65. Those two were on Instagram. I believe. Yeah, it's no and... surprise that uh, like a lot of these ones that I haven't read that I saw, people were saying uh, like colon cool magic system. I, I think the magic system is what people think of when they like first in first reaction to talking about Mistborn. So it doesn't surprise me that we're getting a lot of like other strong magic system related books as recommendations. It just makes sense. Right. And a correction, at Otaku Reads is on Twitter. Uh, yeah, check it out. I get that right. It's important. So uh, I mentioned Calvin Park as the hero of this thread, <laughs> and he really was. Yeah. And he came in with some awesome recommendations, many of which uh, have been added to my TBR, I know. And... One he said was first up has to be the Riven Realm books by Deck Matthews. And he said for Riven Realm, we have some of the ensemble cast with varying abilities slash skills you see in Mistborn mm -hmm. and a similar epic feel. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, we also have a second for the Cradle novels, which we just mentioned. Uh, that's by Will White. It, Calvin Park also recommended the... Uh, the Resonant Saga series. That's by an author that we mentioned earlier. Or that's Levi Jacobs. And uh, he said, for Resonant Saga, we have magic that functions via ingesting things and airborne fights. So that sounds pretty... Yeah. I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also mentioned uh, Levi Jacobs. 
he uh, he sent us some ARCs that Charles and I now have. I, I cracked open recently for uh, his new young adult novel. Uh, that's Daughter of Flood and Fury, and that's coming out January 18th, if if January 18th hasn't already passed by the time you're hearing it this. It has not. Uh, so uh, that'll be coming up. I, I did crack it open and read the first chapter, and uh, so far so good. And I see some of the Sanderson-type elements coming through in the magic system as early as in the first chapter. So I'm excited to keep reading uh, that one. And uh, yeah, I imagine that uh, there'd be a lot of Mistborn, similar interest for fans of Mistborn in a book that Calvin Park is describing here as having airborne fights and magic via ingesting things. Very well said. Yeah, I'm excited to get to read that book as well and then thanks to Levi for thinking of us and reaching out to us and giving us recommendations as well as yes. his ARC so looking forward to talking to him getting to know more about him and the daughter of Flood and Fury right and we also had from Calvin Park recommendation of Voice of War by Zach Argyle and he said uh, is another I think fans of Sanderson would love for Voice of War. It's more general feel and push slash pull magic. So, yep, again, yeah, that push that pull, that's very misborn. Yep. <laughs> and we we also had Zach Argyle come in and uh, make some recommendations himself. So he's at SFF author. That's a great that's a great handle. That, that is a fantastic there, handle. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't even get at the FTF podcast without a number yeah. one at the end, Charles. <laughs> uh, I know Zach wow. must have been on Twitter for a long time. Right. That's incredible. Yeah, nice handle. So that's, sorry, <laughs> just nerding out about social media handles, but still, that's impressive. And. Zach Argyle said, I enjoyed Banebringer by Carol A. Park. You can see it in my Goodreads review, but the naming conventions in the magic system in particular felt very much like Mistborn. So, I mean, great place to go is Zach Argyle's Goodreads review if you want to learn more about that. Very well said. Yeah, I think that's very true. Who's the next one that we have on our recommendations that we haven't read list? <laughs> so we have at Tony the Fong, the Fong of Emberlane, and that's uh, from Twitter. Er, and uh, Tony Fong, we've had interaction with him before. He was reading Poppy War around the same time, and it lists, he listens. So hopefully he's listening now. Oh, hey, Tony. Hello, hope, Tony hope the you're Fong. Doing well. Yeah. So. Yeah, he said, I literally just finished the last 150 pages of The Way of Kings, this meme. Oh, he's talking about the, <laughs> the meme I posted of, if you do listen to this episode, but you haven't seen the Twitter post that we called for all of this from, uh, it is Sanderson's head just rolling down in an avalanche, like with this sort of like excited look on his face. <laughs> Once I saw that uh, that gif or or gif if you uh if you're one of those folks then i immediately knew i was like this is going in the recommendation request <laughs> when uh, i saw that on twitter I, I laughed i was like that's a funny gif you you pulled up of the the sander lanch personified <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so i yeah i just squeezed in in that i was like I hope we get a Sander Lanch of replies. I was like, I have to mention Sander Lanch just so I can use this gift. <laughs> so, and that's what he was reacting to. And he's like, Oh, I'm reading the Way of Kings. Great yes. timing for this meme. <laughs> so, so, not a recommendation, but yeah, we recommended Way timing. of Kings though. Like, yeah, Sanderson, yeah, first of the Stormlight. So, yeah, then we've got we mentioned Serhat earlier, and mentioned. Codex Alera by Jim Butcher. Uh, he said, how about Codex Alera by Jim Butcher? Cool magic system, large-scale battles, amazing character development throughout the books. Uh, and Charles, I think that that sounds like a good fit from everything I've heard about Codex Alera. I believe I've heard Sanderson himself say that he likes Codex Alera even better than he likes uh, the Dresden Files, which is Jim mm -hmm. Butcher's most known series. Right. 
and I had a little interaction on Twitter with Sarah, and I think he was saying, I don't want to misquote him, but I, I got the sense that he also liked Codex Alera better and, and more of an epic fantasy feel to it, of course, than Dresden Files, which is urban fantasy. Right. And yeah, Jim Butcher, you can't go wrong dropping his name on any fantasy recommendation list super popular especially in the fandom um very current author as well just dropped a new book very recently so um can't go wrong recommending him i've not read this i've only read the first book of the dresden files and i didn't enjoy it but i'm not familiar with the codex alera but if sanderson liked it and you know jim butcher is a household name so i don't think you could go wrong yeah hard to go wrong with a Jim Butcher recommendation for fans of fantasy and Mistborn in particular, it sounds like mm. with, if it does have cool magic systems, and large scale battles, which is what I've heard and, and great character development. I think I would say that about Mistborn. So yeah. then, yeah, Sarah had also brought Lightbringer and Powder Mage, which we talked about. Both we have, picks. yeah. Adotaku reads also brought up chasing graves and alongside foundry side, uh, which is this, uh, he said, or they said, uh, this both instantly come in mind because of unique magic system and heist element, kind of in the main character having no idea what the hell's going on. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, fair. Fair. Heist element, magic system, sure. Then the last one I think we'll be grabbing off of Twitter is from... Ben Kahn at Ben Idealist, which is John Gwynn's Faithful and the Fallen had me just as emotionally invested as I was since Mistborn, uh, which was the most I had ever been in my adult life. I hear this all the time. John Gwynn's work is really a hot topic, I feel like, right now mm. on Twitter, Faithful and the Fallen. And people say this all the time. as like emotional investment. And, and Charles, I think you can speak to as well how much Mistborn can get people emotionally invested. Yeah, I mean, anytime a book can pull you in and get you emotionally invested, that's just a incredibly rare and rewarding experience from a book. So to say that is a very strong recommendation. <laughs> and yeah, no, Mistborn is great. So I, I'm excited about, I didn't realize that this Faithful and the Fallen was um, that prolific in the, in the Twitter sphere. That's good to know. Yeah. I, I've been really wanting to get to it because of everything people say, and, and this comes up all the time. Uh, so <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get it's there. on the TBR. Add it to the pile. Yeah. Well, then we had some more from Instagram uh, that came up. I believe we mentioned at KZU65 for the Foundry side rec, but we also got a recommendation for Rune Lords, written by his professor, is what. Kazu 65 said and his professor I mean I think that means Sanderson's professor David Farland so I think that this I could be wrong about this but my sense is that David Farland taught the class at BYU that Sanderson now teaches when Sanderson was himself a student so Sanderson took the class with David Farland so I imagine even though we haven't read that series that there's some Sanderson, at least maybe someone who influenced Sanderson. Well, always good to be in the family. <laughs> so then at Micah finds animals, that's Micah underscore finds underscore animals on Instagram said all the Robin Hobbs, all the Robin Hobb books, <laughs> all the Hobbs, uh, namely all the, <laughs> all the Hobbs, <laughs> namely all the Farseer trilogies. We've talked a lot about Robin Hobb and, the Farseer trilogy on here, Charles. You've read more of those than I have. Yeah, I've, I've read, read the, the Farseer one. trilogy, and you know we talked a lot about it in our recommendation for King Killer, and I still stand by that it's a pretty great recommendation for King Killer fans. For Mistborn, it's a bit of an adjustment; like it's still a great work of fantasy literature, so you couldn't go wrong reading it. But Farseer is just a different kind of setting, different kind of character, different kind of pacing and story structure and things like that so while it's very very good i just wouldn't be expecting more of these like magic systems and roguelike characters and mysteries and twists and all that stuff 
epic battles. Epic battles. So I don't think we'll get a lot yeah, of those. Yeah, no, there's no action, no, you know. But it is a great trilogy for totally different reasons. Uh, definitely worth their read. If you want to hear me gush about it, check out the King Killer Rex. But you can't go wrong reading Robin Hobb. I mean, it's a household household name in fantasy. Yeah, they can also hear you gush about on a your last friend's pitching fantasy. That's episode, right. You can so. hear me gush about it there too. Good point. Yeah. Then at Swamp Cactus on Instagram also re- had a recommendation, which was the Scythe trilogy. Said interesting world with some deep morally great characters. Not one that you and I know a lot about. Mm, so, no. uh, yeah. And then this last one, Charles from at Nadu Reese on Instagram was an interesting one because. You and I, Charles, we have gushed many times about the Poppy War trilogy. And this person just said, the Poppy War. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Very direct Um, and succinct, much like Rin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I've been thinking about this one. I responded, uh, love the Poppy War. I can see the commonalities with the young, strong female protagonist. Need to be ready to take a step into a more grim, dark novel if you go from Mistborn to the Poppy War, though. Yes. It is a bit of an adjustment. I mean, Dylan, how many times in our Poppy War episode discussions did I accidentally call Rin Vin? (laughs) I must have been... At least twice, I think. Maybe more. It had to be more than that. And I didn't even know I was (laughs) doing... You put on an episode description at one point, Charles. I I had to shoot you a text where I was like... Or or that might have been Nona. That's your other one. (laughs) It's like... The bound episode description, <laughs> like yeah, yeah and uh, we've just been reading a lot of like female protagonists lately, and they've all kind of lived together in my brain. And I think you know Rin and Vin, beyond sounding very similar, it's interesting to compare them. They're very different characters in a lot of ways, but they're almost like their circumstances and certain parts of their personality are interestingly similar. Um, this idea of being young and uh, a female in like a predominantly, you know, in a predominant like militaristic action packed world is very existent in both series. Um, Poppy War is way more intense in terms of its um, in terms of its like depiction of violence and just like the level that it takes the violence are definitely that next step. But, you know, fans of Mistborn that want to see more of that, hey, show me that more grim, dark, like, m- like Game of Thrones kind of modern fantasy. I want to see more of that mixed in with Mistborn. Poppy War is a great place to go, I think. Yeah, we've talked about Mistborn as a litmus test, and I could see someone reading Mistborn and saying, yeah, this is awesome. But I want this kind of thing or this kind of protagonist with a more, let's say, Game of Thrones mm. darkness to it. If And I could easily imagine someone who gets Mistborn from one of us as a gateway novel saying that because yeah. Game of Thrones is so popular. And I can and easily see that, a Poppy War PR manager taking notes. <laughs> like, Mistborn yeah. meets Game of Thrones. <laughs> Right, I could. <laughs> Mistborn meets. Yes, I mean it would work, but it's such it's a so much more than that. But. It's yes, yeah. It sells. It sells the poppy war so short yes. for all the things that make it such a intricate, nuanced, and incredible, compelling series, Charles. Yeah, so doesn't I, explain I don't it well, but it, it is short. something like a you know uh, we see it so many times, like with you know um, Red Rising, where it's like, oh, it's like Hunger Games, you know, where it's like, okay, but you know, there's it's not just a book that's like Hunger Games; it's its own thing. And that's just a funny comparison for me of like how to <laughs> just overly summarize Poppy War in a way that doesn't grab all of its nuance and, and brilliance. Right. Well, we did talk, Charles, about, I called it the, the Vin to Rin continuum yeah. at one yeah, point, right? I do remember that. Where it was like on the more light fantasy, like more hopeful, that kind of side. You've got the Vin style protagonist, which is kind of the version of this powerful female 
protagonist inner teens who has these some sort of power and strength and stuff and in a tough world but making their way and then all the way on the other side obviously of the vin rin continuum is is (laughs) rin who's way darker version of that um and there's of course a lot of other things that make those two different but if we're just speaking generalities and then we talked about like nona as being kind of more in the middle nona from the book of the ancestor being kind of more in the middle of the vin to rin spectrum so there's a lot of great characters like that And, and i will say charles while i'm on this topic that nona from book of the ancestor i think makes makes the book the ancestor by mark lawrence friend of the show a great another recommendation for fans of mistborn that's true i mean uh mark lawrence draws a lot of science into his setting and his quote magic systems and things like that and i think anyone that liked Alamancy for those reasons would be very entertained by Mark Lawrence's writing style. He also writes a decent amount of action and he's got twists and turns and and the developments of the plot that um keep the reading experience very exciting. And yeah, in the Vinter in the Vinterin continuum, Nona is kind of a nice compromise in the middle, <laughs> which I, I love that, by the way. I totally forgot we had <laughs> we had come up with that continuum. We, we have to put some of these other characters in the Vinterin continuum. Oh, yeah. That could be a funny <laughs> like, episode. Like, where's Micah go on the Vinterin interesting continuum anyway. from Monstrous? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll have You're to right. think about it, you know, but that's such a, that's so something we can't forget. To talk about. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but that should speak to you. If could be an Vin is on one side and Rin's on the other, that should give you a hint of what you're in for, for, for the Poppy Wars. <laughs> right. And then th- that's why I think I would be a little quicker to recommend the Book of the Ancestor for fans of Mistborn than I would the Poppy War. You'd have to tell me something specific about the Poppy War and what you wanted, like I said before. Uh, but... I think the book, The Ancestor by Mark Lawrence is kind of your next step, maybe if you're liking these kind of protagonists. And if you're ready for even darker, then from there, I'll say, all right, I think check out The Poppy War. Yeah, very well said. And The Poppy War by R.F. Kwong, if I think somehow we might have made it through well, without ever saying the author's name. Yep. The last book, Burning God, just came out not even two months ago. Yeah, Highly recommend it. So it's a complete trilogy. It's done. It's a pretty fast read for a trilogy. And, you know, it's a very modern voice in fantasy. It reads super fast and super well. So another reason to pick that up, much like a Sanderson novel. So highly recommend it. Pick it up like a Sanderson novel. That feels like a line from a rap. <laughs> it's some nerdy <laughs> rapper. It's like a, a fantasy skewing uh, rapper. <laughs> yeah, not enough of those out there. No. But I see that this episode, <laughs> with that last comment, I've officially devolved this episode <laughs> into something where maybe we're reaching the end here, <laughs> Charles. Yeah. But thank, thank you, everyone who tuned in on social media or anyone who listened right now. Um, for interacting with us. I mean, we really appreciate you coming in and providing Rex. It helps us flesh this out. And if it was just me and Charles, we wouldn't be able to do it as much justice. No. As and it makes it so much more fun. It gets us talking to you guys, which is always worth a while. And it, and it just adds to the TBR. That's the exciting thing. And it even brings books into the list that we just read. I didn't even think to recommend. So you guys are all great. (laughs) Thank you so much for the recommendations. We made it to the end. I think all that's left to do is to play that sweet, sweet outro. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you like what you heard today, do us a favor. Let us know on Twitter. If you want to, you know, look out for that next recommendation series that I'm sure Dylan will be posting very, very soon. If you want to be in on that action, you got to find us at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. If you prefer Facebook or Instagram, we have those two at the FTF podcast. If you want to send us an email, you know, we read those all the time. So send us one, which is at the FTF podcast at gmail.com. And uh, Dylan, if they want to show their support for the show, they happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, what can they do? 
they can toss five stars to our podcast. Just scroll down on that podcast page on Apple Podcasts. Look for where those blank stars are. And ideally, you would click five of them. If you do have the time, leave us a review and tell us about your thoughts on the show. We'd love to hear from you. But just getting to this point where you're listening to the end of the episode, that's enough. Thank you so much. You guys, you made it to the end. You're incredible. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.